I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on the extended version of Inside Sources today. Uh, very pleased to be joined by our friend, pollster Scott Rasmussen, uh, dialing in. Scott, how are you today? Doing great, Boyd. Life is good in New York City. A little different than Salt Lake. Though. Just, just a little different. Little different. Uh, well, in, in reading your column today and some of the uh, new numbers that that you released, uh, it just struck me. I, I did an interview uh, that will air uh, next week with uh, Joel Peterson, chairman of JetBlue. Uh, he is doing a, a new version of his book, The Ten Laws of Trust. And uh, we had this great conversation around many of the things as it relates to business and, and trust and what do you do when trust is breached. Uh, but you've been looking at this for quite some time, Scott, in terms of, of trust in government, trust in big institutions. Uh, tell us what you're finding. Well, it's no surprise that people are more skeptical than they were in an earlier time. And what really drove it home for me this week was the reaction to the death of Jeffrey Epstein. You know, officially, people were told it's a suicide but only 36% of Americans believe that's true. Mm. Nearly as many believe he was murdered. Uh, rest just aren't sure. In fact, 9%, I mean, this is an unbelievable thing to me, 9% of American adults think it's likely that Epstein faked his death, escaped prison, and is alive somewhere. And, you know, we've seen this in TV shows, but you wouldn't believe this in the real world if we had trust in our governing institutions. Uh, but right now, just 19 percent uh, of voters, about one out of five, trust the federal government most of the time. It's been nearly half a century. It's been since 1972 that a majority of voters trusted the federal government most of the time. And this is a, a huge issue that nobody wants to talk about on the campaign trail. Candidates want to talk about their issues and their agendas and how they're going to save the country. And yet there's this big question of why should we give the government more power? We don't trust it to begin with. Yeah, I think that's so interesting. So, again, uh, the numbers, 19 percent of voters today trust the federal government to do the right thing most of the time. Forty two percent rarely or never uh, trust it with the rest of them kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt every every once in a while. But I, I want you to drill down for a minute. Uh, you mentioned that it's been almost a half a century uh, since the majority of Americans, uh, I mean, Americans have always had a little distrust for big government. I think that I think that goes back to a, a king named George or something like that. But uh, uh, how do you see that continuing to play out? And more importantly, Scott, how do you see that impacting society today? 
Well, you know, let's start with the fact that after World War II, there was an aberration. Our, our country did, our federal government ran a successful war. Um, and so for a decade or two, there was a fair amount of trust in the federal government. Um, if you read some of the speeches by presidents in those days about how the government was the only thing that saved us from going into a depression after the war and things, there was a, there was a, a level of trust that we can't begin to imagine. But then we had the assassinations and riots of the 1960s. We had the Vietnam War, and then we had Watergate. And ever since those events just took a toll and, and restored that and perhaps deepened the, the American longstanding skepticism about government. Uh, and something else that has slipped in, and again, it doesn't get discussed too often in political circles, but you and I have talked about it uh, at different times. There is a difference between government and the country or government and society. And right now, a majority of Americans, 53%, believe the country is doing okay, but the political system is in crisis. Uh, they're worried, perhaps, that the political system will drag the country down, but they are seeing all of this toxic discussion and all these problems that are faced as part of the political system, but despite that, the country's doing okay. Uh, again, something that our political leaders are really missing on the campaign trail. Yeah, and, and do you see it, Scott, as uh, – I want to kind of get a two-parter uh, at you here. And, and one is that distrust in, in government, is that starting to, to fray the fabric of society? Are you seeing uh, that in any of your trends? Uh, and then also from the campaign trail, uh, a lot of times those candidates are saying – are saying – you know, just trust me. <laughs> just, I, I heard that over and over in Washington. You know, just trust us. Just trust us. And I, I think we've got to flip that. I think uh, we've got to get government to trust the people. Uh, I think that might be the better part of the equation. I, I think that's a very good way to put it. Uh, you know, overwhelmingly, voters believe that politicians do not respect them. They think that our political leadership is not trusting. Uh, in fact, they have a sort of condescending attitude towards voters. Um, and at the same time, when we've asked people in the past, what are the most important things that you can have to make a healthy political system? Uh, two things are always near the top of the list. One is free speech mm. and the other is leaders who respect their voters. Uh, so I think that's a, a part of it. And when you ask about is society fraying, um, society is certainly decentralizing. Um, you know, we we now have the Internet where everybody can find their own kind of meetup group whenever they want to hang out with people with similar, similar likes and dislikes. We have moved into areas, uh, you know, the, the odds of finding a Republican in New York aren't quite as high as they are in Utah because we've all self-selected where we're living. Right. Um, and so so we are. Um, I, I don't know that I would say it's fraying, but because we have become so decentralized, we haven't learned how to have a national conversation where we can respect each other, acknowledge the differences. Um, it, it was much easier when there were only three television networks, and, and we all saw the same things on television and all heard the same news. We don't have that world anymore. Yeah. And so I think we are going through a very difficult time of trying to learn how do you have a national conversation respecting different views, 
respecting different localities, different interests. Um, it's a painful process. Yeah, I, I love that point, Scott, of, of relearning how to have a national conversation, I think, is, is so important. If you're just joining us, we have Scott Rasmussen, uh, pollster, scottrasmussen.com, uh, joining us uh, on the line today talking about trust. And uh, just in our, our last couple of minutes here, Scott, uh, I, I mentioned earlier I, I have this interview that will air as a podcast uh, coming up in the, the weeks ahead with Joel Peterson, who's the uh, chairman of JetBlue and also a founding partner of the investment management firm Peterson Partners. And we were talking about this very issue of trust. He has these 10 laws of trust. And I, I wanted to get to this because you, you mentioned that respect for voters. And one of the things that struck me from Joel Peterson from JetBlue was he said, you know, sometimes when decisions are made in organizations and the employees that are most impacted are not consulted, uh, th- that is one of the biggest violations of trust because it, it shows a lack of respect for the employee, for their job, for what they do every day. How are you seeing that on the national level? Oh, absolutely. People, uh, when we talk about the political process, Hardly anybody believes their political representatives care about them. Uh, Only 22% of people believe that their own representative in Congress cares about what they think. Um, So when you talk about being left out of the process, most people do not think they could get in to see their representative if they had to to talk about an important issue. If they got in, they don't believe they would get a serious hearing. Uh, the only way they think you would get in is if you either knew the guy growing up or if you wrote a big check. So there is a, a clear sense of exclusion uh, at that level. Um, and there is, you know, a sense, and it's very populist in its uh, drive, a very clear sense that uh, big money is driving a corrupt process, and it's not Republican or Democrat. But again, most people think their own representative in Congress, not somebody else. Most people think their own representative in Congress trades votes for cash. Wow. So when you talk about being excluded and feeling they're not not being heard, um, absolutely true. We also know that right now that uh, about one out of three Trump supporters say they're hesitant to speak up because they feel they will be harassed. Uh, we know that uh, Representative Castro just released the names of some Trump uh, donors in his district. Uh, and seven out of ten people think that those people that those donors are likely to be harassed and that their employers are likely to be boycotted. Uh, on the other hand, uh, nearly as many, or actually a little bit larger share, 82 percent, say um, they think that Trump supporters will rally around these people. But it's kind of crazy when uh, you know when you're getting to this point where where there's not a rational political process that people can feel comfortable with. Okay, fantastic. Great insight as always. Scott Rasmussen uh, from st- scottrasmussen.com. Uh, Scott, always appreciate your insight and uh, on a really important and timely topic today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, boys. All right. We'll have uh, Scott back again real soon, uh, always providing some some great things. And I, I love this connection to trust. Uh, I, I mentioned that we're going to air an interview I did with Joel Peterson from JetBlue uh, on this very topic of trust. So stay tuned to that in the uh, days and weeks ahead. We'll uh, share that with you as we go along. All right. Time to step aside for Top of the Hour News. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation around leadership. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley. 
investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.